All right, WizKids, another Off the Bench podcast with Jeremy Hyman on uh, assignment in Philly. We brought in Zach Rosen to join us here with Jacob Rame. I'm Jamoke Davis. Welcome, Zach. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Uh, We're really excited. Now the All-Star break is over. We can get back to basketball. But one other thing that's over that we will talk about is the trade deadline. And with that, the Washington Wizards acquired Boyan Bogdanovich. I've been practicing that a lot. I've been been practicing that a lot. Me too. Saying like 10 times fast, Boyan Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich. (laughs) Yep. Got to remember it's Boyan, like a boy, not Bohan, which... Like a boy, but he plays like a man. That He's he a does. good shooter. I was, I was um, watching that that dunk over Giannis oh my on repeat gosh. from early in the season yeah, in yeah. October. Yeah, it was. You it might was, be able to find it on our social platforms today. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot. <laughs> um, I was really excited to see that we did make a move. Obviously, other teams in the NBA made a move. The biggest one before the All Star break was the trade that Toronto made to get, um, excuse me, um, to pick up Serge Ibaka. So. We needed to do something. And there was we did there something. was another trade that I'd argue was bigger. Really? Yeah, Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, but that's on the other side of the uh, the. That's like Western Conference. I'm just talking about what we have to okay, do. Okay, well, when our you world. when you said and the biggest happened, trade, and that happened after the All Star break, it I happened said before during the All Star break. Oh my gosh, are you serious? We're gonna play semantics. <laughs> and we're gonna play semantics. I'm just saying that if we're gonna talk big trades that happened, I think we should talk about Boogie. It, in post game, that okay. trade happened. Technically, this happened before the All Star right, break. Everyone was te- talking about technically, it. Technically, yes, you're right. But everyone was talking about it, and yes, that trade happened for Boogie Cousins going to New Orleans Pelicans, but. You they know, lost by 30 points oh last my night. Gosh, he was fun to that. watch, though, in the first yeah. half. He was really – I mean, he played really well, but, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take them time to get that together, and they do not have that much time. I mean, if they want to make a playoff push. Yeah. Also, the Rockets are probably a top three team in the league right now. I like, would agree with that. Shooting. They Lou took, Will. They took three – Talking mid- about trades that happened. Yeah. Lou Will, 7 of 11 from long They distance. took three mid-range shots last night. Which meant they took about fifty-three pointers, and most of them went in. It was ridiculous. You look at you look at their shot chart. I know we're getting way off topic already. <laughs> no, here. no, please. Let's you look, look at their shot chart from last <laughs> night. There's legitimately nothing but dunks and threes. Yeah, nothing. That's, that's but what dunks the league is changing yep. to. Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey ball. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But uh, it would have been nice if Jamoke is so old school. It no, kills but, me. no, it's just like I don't Jamoke like the thought of the mid range. Kelly Oubre is wearing them. You want, Kelly you want shorter than Oubre? He's starting though, a trend. Sure. He's starting a shorter trend. Shorter than that. And yeah, back to the set, set shots. Back to the bullets when we won a championship. I would like a championship. If we could win a championship, but the players had to wear short shorts to win it, you think they would say they would wear them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, me too. Right. So let's go they back do to a short lot to win shorts. I don't think that's the gonna, only thing that does it. I think we'll, when next player we have on here, we're going to ask them that if they would be okay wearing short shorts like back in the day, if that meant you could win a championship, they wouldn't mind be ri- being ridiculed, or would it be a trend like the opposite of the I think, Fab well, Five? I, mean, I think that you're. I mean, I think that you're seeing a lot of players start wearing short shorts. It's not like Kelly's the only guy in the league that's doing it right now. Okay. So, I mean, no. I think if we're talking about winning a title, there's a lot of things these guys would do. And short shorts is not one of the difficult things. All right, so we're going to get the train back on the tracks like our neighbors. <laughs> yeah, let's talk, let's talk more Boyan. Sorry. <laughs> let's talk okay, more Boyan. It's okay. So we get a versatile shooter. But I kind of want to talk about the rest of the trade deadline, too. Okay, that's fine. We can do that. But first, let's just talk about Boyan because my thing is he was averaging 14 points a game. Uh, he scored in double digits 11 straight games going into the All-Star break, and he can really, really help solidify our bench. I mean, he was averaging more than our entire bench for some games. That's true. Um, he was playing a lot of minutes towards the end of Brooklyn there. I think there's no question that you know, his minutes are going to 
fall yeah um by quite a bit but that's irrelevant i mean i'm less concerned about his individuals scoring and much more concerned about how he stabilizes the bench he's a guy he's a He's he's a he's a pretty big dude that can um, step outside, shoot the three. He can get to the rim. He can do a lot of things. Um, uh, he should he should be a stabilizing influence on the second unit. And he's excited to be here too. I mean, again, he was with the Nets, who of course have not had a lot of success lately. But I think that he's ready to start winning, which mm-hmm. is not a shot at the Nets. But he's coming to a really good situation. He's going to be the guy off the bench. He's probably not going to score 14 points a game, but he he should be bringing in 10 most games, I would say. And like Jacob was saying, he was playing a lot of minutes, and I think this rest will help him a lot. And if you look at his numbers in the fourth quarter, he was really struggling in fourth quarters, which means he was running out of gas. Mm-hmm. And so, he's not going to play that many fourth quarter minutes. Yeah, most mm-hmm. likely not. But I think, if anything, it gives great insurance for guys like Beal and Porter who need more rest down right. the stretch. Absolutely, yeah. and I think that I think that when he when you have um, a lineup that's primarily second unit players, I think his usage will go up from where it was in Brooklyn as well, which will definitely his scoring. Which I think definitely we've, as you mentioned, Zach, about us being able to kind of rest some of our guys. Maybe he, there are some fourth quarters in specific games where you can say, hey, you know, to any one of the starters, if he fits in for Beal or maybe after small four with Otto or Kelly not getting it, now you got Boyan who can kind of. Play some of those uh, and I, meaningful and I, minutes. I mean, I think that at some point you have to start thinking. We have a lot of back-to-backs yeah. in March, and I think at some point you have to start thinking about giving some guys nights off. And Boyan certainly helps with that. So uh, we put up a video on social and it talked to Boyan getting his sandwich. Oh, that was great! Um, that and was I know Marchin is excited to get another of, international we have a lot player. Of, a lot of internationals. I believe we're tied for the most nationalities in the league now. And socially, you you kind of got a little groundswell, a, a grassroots yeah, are, effort. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people, people uh, talking about where everybody. From. Everybody wants to be a part of the DC family now. We were talking about you know how many international players we have, and people were sending their uh, their flags from all over the country of where they represented the DC family. It's it's cool, and I think that's 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 the that's what the that's what the hashtag brings to the table. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited about seeing what he can do on the court. And tonight, um, he'll be taking the court for the first time at Philadelphia. He hasn't practiced yet, but he's going to play. He's going to play. Sounds like he's going to play. We'll yeah. find out in a little bit. From Jeremy from Hyman we're, on the road. Recording this on uh, recording this on Friday morning. Um, so we'll uh, so we're not sure yet, but we believe he's going to give it a go tonight. And the other thing is, we got Chris McCullough, uh, a D League All Star, who's got some upside. It'll be interesting some to upside. see what they do I with mean, him. He's got a lot of upside. I mean. The thing about Chris McCullough is we traded away a first round pick, right? You know, mm-hmm. nobody nobody wants to see that first round pick go, but the fact of the matter is that this team has um, has all t- as as much potential as we've seen out of a Wizards team. They had they had to make a move, and that was the asset we had. Yeah. Um, I know from a personal perspective for for Zach and I and Jeremy and uh, and Chris, we you know we never want to see that first round pick go because. That's great offseason content, but yeah. right now I definitely believe it was the correct move to make. And um, but Chris McCullough is sort of like bringing in a first round pick. You know, yeah. he was you know he's battled a ton of injury issues mm-hmm. in his short career and in college. And if he gets right, he's six ten with um, two hundred fifteen pounds, averaging eighteen points per game, seven rebounds in thirty one games with the Long Island Nets, and that's how he got his D League All Star honors. He oozes potential. Yeah, he oozes potential. Okay. Yeah, he's only played professionally basically a combined one year. He missed most of his rookie year uh, with an injury. He only played, you know, thirty games for Syracuse. So there's a lot of unknowns about him. But he was a top ten recruit out of high school. Mm-hmm 
going coming to Syracuse. I think that which makes Jeremy happy, of course. Of course, <laughs> got to get the the, the <laughs> orange blood in here. Well, I mean, after this week, you know, Jeremy's you know strutting his orange proudly after that. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, they they only rushed the court for the seventh time this season, but <laughs> nice shot, <laughs> nice shot at Jeremy. Did um. Did Wisconsin play last night? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Badgers on this podcast. What? (laughs) What? Come on. We talk about Syracuse. Well, they're winning, so I'll just say Wisconsin got pummeled last night by the the Buckeyes, and it was not pretty, but the Buckeyes shot 63% from three, and I don't think they've ever shot that high in about 10 years, so it happens. But you don't know the exact numbers or anything. You didn't check that. Yeah, out. I didn't. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the whole game and almost cry. But it's okay. That's all right. Maryland, Maryland is Maryland is playing even worse after getting smoked. The by Big Minnesota. Ten is horrible. But getting smoked by Minnesota this week. All right. So so back Big Ten on is so bad. Back on to the NBA. We talk about uh, our team. Let's talk about the NBA. What did you see from all of the movements? Noel gets traded. Uh, you know, you mentioned Boogie already. Serge Ibaka hasn't played let's, yet, but we play Toronto let's talk, very soon. Let's talk Eastern. Let's, let's okay, talk Eastern, Eastern Conference, Eastern. and let's you know, and the teams that we're really, you know, competing with for seeds right now. Um, the Cavs, the Cavs made their move when they got Corver, and I suspect they're not done making moves. I think a couple guys that got bought out mm-hmm. could be coming to Cleveland. Um, the Raptors, the Raptors clearly went all in. I mean, they got Serge Ibaka and PJ Tucker. Um, they easily improved the most out of any yeah. team, um, with the exception of the Pelicans. And I think they needed to when they <laughs> we'll saw see. what the Wizards were doing, you know, cu- uh, creeping up in the standings. Like, okay, Toronto needed to bolster their lineup. Um, we we want to talk about another team that we're competing with for spots and has been playing very well. Shocked. Just downright shocked the Celtics didn't go all in. Yeah. I mean, this is a year right now that it, if uh, the Cavs are – no question the team to beat, but if Love's not healthy, you see you see that window open a little bit. And mm-hmm. The Celtics have a chance to become the Anton favorite, and they don't take it. You don't get these chances that often. It's not like you know I it's a guarantee they, you're going to be in this position every year. And yeah, their roster is stacked, and they have a ton of assets. But that's why I think it is. They they fell in love with all of these picks they have, and they just. It's hard for them to be able to just let them go because they could have gotten a Paul this George is, or Jimmy this Butler. Is a, this is a superstar league, and you have the opportunity to get a superstar, and I think you take yeah. it. Look, I'm not in the room. I have no idea what the offers mm-hmm, were on the table. Mm-hmm. If it was them asking, if the if the, if the Pacers were asking for Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, and Jay Crowder and the first-round pick, I, I think that's tough to take. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just I find it hard to believe with all those assets they couldn't find a deal. Um, when you have the opportunity to get a real superstar like a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler. My guess is just that when it comes to such a big decision like this, they couldn't get everyone to agree on it. And also, I have a feeling that maybe Indiana wasn't shopping Paul George as much as they said they were. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I think the Celtics just said, hey, we're probably not going to beat the Cavs, no matter what's going on, really. Kevin Kevin Love could... Uh, could definitely not be as hurt as we think he is, and the Cavs could could get it right back together. But I didn't, I didn't completely hate that they didn't make a move. But at the same time, it's going to be interesting to see if they make a move in the off season. Were you even surprised about a trade that didn't happen? But that Paul George was even in the conversation. I feel like all of a sudden yesterday it was like Paul George, Paul George, Paul George. Oh, a little bit, yeah, of course. Um, Paul George is synonymous with Indiana basketball right now. Yeah. 
That right. just seem, I just seemed bizarre that it was even talked about maybe going to the Lakers and then the Bulls. What about the Bulls? Like, I mean, why make those moves but then leave Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade just sitting there? I, I don't, just, I don't know what they're doing. That was just that was quite interesting. So Taj Gibson and uh, McDermott. Big buckets. Big buckets. Yeah, I was. That's I mean, it. I don't know. I mean, the guys in their room are obviously smarter than me, and yeah. I'm sure that they could sell me. But from an outsider's perspective, I have no idea what they were doing. Yeah. Well, the good thing is the Wizards did something, and they did something good, and we're really happy about it. And, you know, we have to say goodbye to Andrew Nicholson and Marcus Thornton uh, and appreciate all that they did for the team. I mean, um, and I, ho- I really hope. Um, I really hope that um, Nicholson's a really good guy. Yeah. And I really hope that he finds his role on the yeah. Nets. It just, you know, some, sometimes things just don't work out, and it mm-hmm. just didn't work out for him here. Yeah. But he's a good guy. He has a lot of skill. He can clearly play in this league, and um, and I think the Nets are going are gonna, to are gonna use him a lot. So looking forward to the beginning of the second half of the schedule, we got Utah and Golden State after they play at Philly, and then two home-and-home home, home home game against Toronto. Um, similar to how you and Jeremy talked about how well they play to end the 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 second the first half going into the all-star break i really hope that they can kind of have that come out gangbusters just like they did ending that first half into the second half i think they look at the schedule coming up next week it's the toughest part about it is that it's four really tough games in six days Mm -hmm. luckily three of them are at home but that back-to-back golden state then going to toronto against a team that you don't have a lot of film on because they just added two pretty good pieces with ibaka and tucker it's going to be tough i think they look at the schedule and say hey we've been rested up we've got some new arsenal as well um but utah is going to be tough by itself golden state is going to be the hardest game of the season so far and then you have a home and home with toronto but at the same time, you can't look at it as, hey, we're not good enough to beat these t- these guys. Our, the Wizards have a lot of confidence, and I think that they'll be fine going into this. I think if they can split those four games, that they'll be pretty happy about that. And, and then the, and their book ended by Philly and Orlando, two games you'd really like to have before you hit the road for the first of the two big West Coast swings. Yeah. Um, so if, you are, if you're four and two after these six going into the West Coast trip, I think you're pretty happy. In the last 10 games, the Wizards have a league best, besting Golden State 9-1. Um, I think they can compete against Golden State. You know, maybe, yes, people are going to say they can't win, but, you know, on after the Cleveland gi- on loss, everyone— night, On any given night in this league, anything right. can happen. But the thing is, after the Cleveland loss, everybody said, hey, we like that the Wizards competed. That is that what we're really looking for no. in the Golden State game? No. But would you have the same— would you have the same feeling about the game if they lose you it but play hard? You can't, I mean, I don't know. Because my thing is, I, I hated that they lost to the Cavs. Of course. I wasn't like, you know, finding a silver lining was tough for me, but I get I get the, the sentiment there, and can we have that same sentiment with Golden State? Or, you know, is it just like it's a West Coast team? We really don't have to, we wouldn't see them until the finals, really, anyway. So we that can, game doesn't matter as we much. Can, but I don't want to go into it with that attitude. I think you go into it like any other game and say, yeah, they're, they're really good. But at the same time, I think the Wizards play kind of similarly to, to Golden State mm-hmm. in practice and such. And I think that they match up pretty well with them. Uh, and Golden State's coming, that's going to be a big uh, East Coast trip for them. I think they play the night before. So. Mm-hmm. 
you never really know what you're going to get. They just play. They do play the night before. Yeah. So, where do they play the night before? Uh, I'm going to say Brooklyn or Philly. Yeah. Uh, they might rest guys the night before, but at the, you know, at the same time, the the fans here are going to be fired up. We've been basically indestructible at home. So it's unbelievable. I I would say the Wizards still have a good forty percent chance of winning that game. Why if, not? If they, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how they play against Utah. I think that'll be a good precursor because that's going to be a tough game. I mean, what if we lost once at home since December eighth? Yeah. Yep. They're shooting almost 48% from the field. They're best in the NBA. That's pretty close to Golden State, I would say. Yeah. It, it, That's it's wild that yeah. we've had one home loss since December 8th. And I'd say that the best game was the one loss. Right. Well, and they're, I mean, they're 7-2, and two, I think, in the last nine road games as well. 18 out of the last 21. I mean, things are going well. You just have to pick up that momentum coming out of the break. And uh, Bradley Beal said that, the practice they had Wednesday night was the best practice he's had since he's been here coming right out of the break. And I think that says a lot about the team's focus. Yeah. They're all on a mission. They want to they want to get far in the playoffs the mm-hmm. next like multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously zeroed in on this season. So, I mean, they're yeah, this focused. Is, this is this is the core. This is it. This is who's going to be here. One other change. This is big guys. This is huge. A big roster change. Sheldon McClellan changed his last name to Mac. It was an interesting story. I mean, you're not going to see it on any of our materials, I don't think, until 2017-18. But that's really I will, I I wish I'd read that before they left yesterday. I wanted to know why he changed. He his said it's because um, uh, he's uh, it's his it's his biological yeah. father's name. He's never had a real relationship yeah. with him, and he wanted to change. Right. Yeah, he's he's happy with the okay. change. It took him a long time. Um, but yeah, we'll see it next season on the jerseys yeah. and everywhere else. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to talk to him to like really get more in depth, but maybe that really wasn't the time to do it anyway. But I just that was very interesting. Okay, yes. so along with the games we have on Sunday coming up, uh, Utah here at home. It's also the night of the Oscars, so I figured I'd take some time for us to do kind of like the Wizards version of the Oscars. So first one, best picture. Um, we already lo- we already talked going into the break about best play of the game. Is there a moment from this first half that's like a best picture moment for you? And I'll give you mine. Mine was uh, the between the legs, John Wall to Otto Porter was my best picture of the season. That's a good one. I'm looking at the schedule now and thinking about <laughs> it. I, mean, um, I think the whole Boston game at home after okay. the, the funeral and everything, yeah. but the way they played in that fourth quarter and the energy that, that Wall and Beal had together was, was pretty unbelievable if, and fun to watch. If we're looking for one one moment from this stretch that the play out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat and take two um, here. I'm going to say one is Wall's game winner against Chicago. Okay. Big moment. That was a great one. Um, Needed that win, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great video footage from some boots on the ground journalism right there, courtside from yours truly. Um, and the second boots with the Spurs. <laughs> the second one, the second one for me would be the unbelievable play against the Knicks to steal the game. Mm-hmm. Steal behind the back dunk. Okay. Oh, that play was was yeah. everything. And then setting it to, to Zach Rose and setting it to Titanic music post game, and it's a hell of a night. <laughs> Shout out I think Titanic. we were up working till 1 a.m., but it was worth it that oh. night. 
That was a, that was a great one. You know um, what? I, I may have to add Zach Rosen to um, actor in a supporting role because he has really helped you guys out. Oh, my goodness. A new addition oh to my the goodness. lineup. Hurdy's a great guy. He's helped us on the podcast. <laughs> John Wall's giving him humble. John Wall's giving him shout outs. It's getting out of control, man. No, I mean, I He's can't. Awesome. I can't speak enough for what Zach's brought to the table for us this season. Okay, appreciate um, it, guys. But if we're gonna say actor in a supporting role on the Wizards, yes, the I'm real gonna, team. I'm gonna say Jason Smith. Ooh, I like Ooh. it. Okay. Um, I think that his play during this stretch, um, with Mahin me out and, um. Nicholson not really able to fit into the rotation. They mm-hmm. really needed a big to step up very badly, and he's really done the trick. Okay. I also like his just his energy off the bench when he goes. He's the first guy to you know high five oh, everyone. Yeah. That's like the the definition of a supporting role. Yeah. Um, I'll go with since he picks him from the someone can, from the you bench. Can pick the same, you can pick. The I'm gonna person. pick pick uh, Keith Morris. I just think. He has elevated the team so much since he's he getting t- pretty close to a starring role. Yeah, <laughs> but you know him. I, I would say he and Otto, and I almost feel bad not putting Gortat in there too because he's he's also an unsung hero. We I got mean, more categories. Yeah, but I'll go with Keith. I think his play, which can be a little overlooked, especially on defense, so good on the boards. He's been phenomenal. I think, so I think he's okay with uh, with uh, flying a lot of the radar. Yeah, though. he likes it. No, he likes the chip on his shoulder and. He's playing so well. Yeah. Okay, if you guys are okay with it, I'm going to skip actor in a leading role I because I feel like it's we John Wall. Wall. It's obviously John Wall, okay. career year. Animated feature film. I, I know it's kind of weird. Can, I you explain go with, this, can you so explain this category to me? I was, I was thinking <laughs> I saw of this on the rundown and the didn't most, understand it The all. most animated player. And to me, that's marching. Yeah. I love the the Polish hammer, the excitement I was, he gets I to loved get hyped. It. I loved it. I, for, oh, I forget which game this was, but it was one of the last couple of games before the break when um, Marchin made a really nice play for an and one, and John Wall is standing at center court doing the hammer, the hammer, hammer. motion. It was incredible. <laughs> I think that was the OKC game. I think you're right. Yeah. And like, which was also a hell of a game. Oh, my it goodness. Was. We blew them out. And that they, was, that's they that missed, was I got my, that's yeah. where I got my play from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So much, I mean, there was so much, so much respect that John was showing to Marchin with that, and I think that like that's just a, a microcosm of the way this team is feeling right now. I am. I'm so pumped to get back to basketball, guys. <laughs> like, oh, they're the team camaraderie is at an all-time high. It's it's really awesome to see, and they get along really well. Scott Brooks, you just can't say enough about the culture he's built. I cannot here. wait to start when we can start talking about Scott Brooks or coach of coach the year of the because year? that guy, yeah, that guy deserves it. I yeah. will. I mean, I'm not even. I'm not even being biased here. When you're one of sixteen, there the Wizards are one of six teams in NBA history to be two and eight to start the season or worse. And, and then at some point in the se- in the season later, be ten games over five hundred. We'll give Scott Brooks a directing nod. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll give him the directing <laughs> nod. Okay. Um, you have more? Or is yeah, that well, was, well, almost right. almost one more cinematography? Now I put Beal in that category. I love his shot; is beautiful to watch. So I I went with uh, Bradley. Do Beal. a synchronized uh, thing with he and Porter shooting threes next to each other. Can I give it to Yannick yeah. Scarrett? Cinematography. <laughs> Why do you want to give it to you? I don't know. I don't understand roles, the, your guys' roles in productions, <laughs> but I feel like Yannick does a great job. <laughs> Shout out to Yannick. I used to call his last name Scarrett, so I used to say don't be Scarrett all the time is what I would say. He, okay. um, yeah, he produced the, the, the nice yes, uh, Boyan video yeah. that we had. What do you, I, I, I keep wanting to call him Bog. Bogey. As, 
bogey. I don't like bogey. You it's can too call close him to boogie. Brad's gonna call him Bo. Uh, his nickname in with the Nets was Bogey. He has a dog named Boba. I think there's just a lot going on. I was looking at his uh, his um, his Instagram. I definitely don't understand any of the hashtags he uses. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least uh, did you know? Fun fact. Maybe uh, he'll use hashtag Glenn Consor for Glenn going, GC Consor. talks. GC. Fun fact about Boyan: he led the tournament in scoring at Rio 2016. Oh wow! He also five and a half points a game. <laughs> yeah, he also shot over fifty percent from the field and like forty-five from three. I mean, he was ridiculous. See, where are you going to get those kind of stats about the internet? Boyan Bogdanovich. Two K. I'm no, I'm excited for him to. I think he meshes really well in this offense. The number that stood out to me was the catch and shoot shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a little down this year because he's having to shoot more. I think with Brooklyn. And he, but he was still shooting 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, and Otto Porter shoots 47% on catch-and-shoot threes, which means John Wall gets you the ball when you're open and you yeah. shoot it. Yeah. So that's going to go really well for Boyan. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the second half goes. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast with Zach Rosen joining us and, are we gonna, of course, Jacob Rain. When are we going to talk next? We'll probably talk. Um, I think maybe before Phoenix, after Orlando, we can since we talked about it in the game on that Monday. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what, what if we, plenty to maybe, talk about. Maybe we'll talk. What if we talked um, – Let's, let's let's try March to do second March second before, second before the set, before the second of the Toronto. Okay, games. all right. Let's there try to get is. back. A lot of it. basketball coming up. Yeah, it is. We're gonna Jeremy, try to do it Jeremy at least once, if not twice a maybe week. Maybe Zach will jump on for a special segment okay. or something. Yeah, yeah. We'll, Jeremy. Now that we got some, isn't extra Chris mics. going to Toronto? So Chris is going. Chris is on the Toronto yeah. trip. So Jeremy, so Jeremy should what be. What the heck? Chris is going to Toronto. Yeah, he had to update his passport. I just found out I have to update my passport. Yeah, I was. I um. I'm planning my honeymoon right now, and I looked. My passport expired in Congrats June of again. 2016. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, that was a bit of a problem. Okay, all right. Your honeymoon isn't around the playoffs. No, it's in September. I don't get married till September. Okay, okay. I don't know you that well. I didn't remember oh, when your well. wedding. I mean, maybe you we don't know him that maybe well. We need <laughs> <hang out> more. <laughs> <laughs> Show in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for off the bench, Wiz Kids. Ciao for now. Thank <laughs> you.